This is a podcast from the Business Times. China's post-COVID stock market rally has been nothing less than spectacular. According to research firm EPFR Global, money is flowing into mainland Chinese and Hong Kong stocks in ways not seen since 2018. This positivity displayed by active managers hasn't been seen for about five years. Okay, but that's active managers. Passive managers tend to follow stock indices, which means, what do we do? Some institutional investors say it's time to buy, but strategic concerns are trumping juicy returns for others. So what gives? Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money-managing and wealth-growing journey. I'm your host, Howie Lim. And helping us out today is Samuel Ree, Chairman and Chief Investment Officer of Endow Us. Now, China's manufacturing activity expanded at the fastest pace in more than a decade in February, as the recovery of the second largest economy in the world gained momentum after the relaxing of its severe anti-COVID restrictions and investors are probably benefiting. Or are they? Yeah, we've seen a very strong recovery in, first of all, the Chinese financial markets backed by the economic recovery that we're starting to see come through. Obviously, I think a lot of it is expectations. With the COVID restrictions being lifted, there's been a surge in recovery in economic activity. You know, the high-level data like restaurants, you know, subway usage, traffic, all those things have come back very quickly. And today, I think recently we saw manufacturing and service sector economic data surprise on the upside. So manufacturing posted its biggest improvement in more than a decade. Housing markets are also stabilizing. February home sales rose for the first time since June of 2021. So yes, we are seeing an economic recovery, the early signs of it, admittedly from very depressed levels. And I think the financial markets obviously is pricing that in in advance. Uh, and we've seen a very strong rebound in markets, uh, especially equity markets, but also fixed income. And I think that we'll probably continue to see a recovery, especially in the consumption side, and we'll have to see how lasting that is. Real estate and renewable energy-related sectors are seeing interest, despite the Chinese authorities clamp down on tuition, gaming and real estate companies, which has led to market jitters from both domestic and foreign investors. And then there's the tech sector. What is going on there? But Chinese stocks have largely reversed an early 2023 rally as middling economic data painted a mixed picture of a recovery, even though the country relaxed those anti-COVID restrictions earlier this year. I think, first of all, I think it's good to just uh, lay down the law, which is that China is not a free market. Uh, And so unlike many developed markets, it's not just about what the companies are doing and what the underlying macroeconomics is going on. It really is about what the Chinese government is thinking and what policies are being driven. And so policy is one of the reasons why the technology sector and the real estate sector, especially in the past two years, um, got whacked pretty hard and and underperformed uh, within the financial market. But I think, you know, we're seeing that start to ease. And so the market's expectation is that, you know, low interest rates, you know, recovery in the real estate sector and activities in general will restore some of that confidence. And then in technology as well, we saw a massive bounce in technology stocks after being depressed for a few years now. But, you know, I think that's also based on expectations that the government policy will reverse and technology and tech entrepreneurs will see some, you know, improvement in circumstances. 
So again, I think China is heavily dependent on where policy is headed. So we have to read the tea leaves, so to speak, on where China is headed. And the expectation is much more optimistic. But you know, I would actually, you know, caution some of that, you know, exuberant optimism because nothing rises in a straight line, especially financial markets. It will be volatile, and I think there is some volatility to be had because policy outlook is also a bit uncertain. Up until now, the scuttlebutt has been that there's complacency and that that will make the coming reversal more painful. There's a coming reversal. What might that look like? And maybe investors should just stay away for now. Spoken like a true risk-averse investor. Yeah, I mean we're having a slight reversal now. I mean we've seen a very strong rebound in you know especially Hong Kong, which was particularly depressed, and certain sectors like real estate and technology, which were especially depressed. And those have bounced back very quickly. Some stocks are up 100%. Some sectors have bounced back 50%. And the markets rebounded some, you know, indices by 50%. So that's a very strong rebound. And as I said, I don't think, you know, this is going to be a straight line. And, you know, we're seeing some pullback because I think, you know, valuations and earnings have not really seen, you know, the results come through yet. Uh, a lot of it is, you know, Removal of uncertainty, which is always negative for markets, and you know a little bit of an improved sentiment, as well as COVID restrictions being lifted,、um, and expectations that you know the policy will move more favorably. But I think the government and the policies and reality will have to catch up with the expectations. So if it does, then I think after a pullback, the market may continue, because again, unlike U.S. or other major markets, I think China is still, in terms of valuations, relatively cheaper. So value exists there in certain sectors, and so I think we can see another continuation in the rebound. But again, I don't think it's something that we will.、Um, it's it's not a shoe in, it's not a certainty, and we'll have to see. And、uh, it will be data dependent, as many people say. Still to come, is China the investment du jour, in or out ultimately? From market drivers and movements to where trading might be headed next, Market Focus is your weekly look at markets in Singapore, the region, and beyond. From the Business Times podcast editor Clarissa Montero, the BT News Desk, and the Singapore Exchange, every Friday at 2 p.m. with your trusted partner for market insights. Go to bt.sg/podcasts to download or listen wherever you get your podcasts. And now. Back to money hacks from the Business Times. Regulatory uncertainty is not abated, though, and investing in China continues to come with many unknowns of buying into an emerging market. But China trusts may offer an interesting way in. What else should we be looking out for, risk-wise? Yeah, I think、um, broadly based exposure to financial markets,、uh, adjusting for the risks that we've talked about. I think there is, you know, cause for some optimism, and, and and I think as an investor, if you have a more medium to long term view of investing, it's probably an easier decision to invest in China, and the long term improvements after many years of very stringent COVID restrictions, which depressed demand, consumption,、um, all the policy, you know, decisions to clamp down on the real estate sector, etc. The worst is probably behind us. So, from that perspective, medium longer term investing in China is probably an easier decision, but the short term is anybody's guess, right? And there's so many different moving parts. 
And I think a lot of people just focus on what's happening in China, but China is heavily still dependent on overseas. What the U.S. policies are doing, because China is a supplier to the world and demand is largely driven by the U.S., and so there is some、um, effect that China will have. We'll see if U.S., for example, goes into a deep recession. So I think it's not just purely China that we need to look at. We need to look at China within the context of the global macro environment, especially what the U.S. is doing and what the Fed policies are doing as well. So from that perspective, as I said, short term there's still uncertainties, maybe some risks, as we would put it.、Um, but medium to long term investors, I think, you know, it, it's much easier call to say, hey, China is undervalued. You can actually broaden that out to say Asia is a little bit undervalued, and maybe emerging markets as a whole, as a result, can also be seen as being undervalued. And so, if you want exposure in China, Asia, and emerging markets, I think you can start building a position and investing in in both the equity market and the fixed income market, which also had major dislocations because of policy. Some say China will go on a big charm offensive, trying to get investors back, but investors might still be hesitant. Strange, especially since stock market sentiment initially got a boost after the release of much stronger than expected data out of China in late February. The country's National Bureau of Statistics said its official manufacturing PMI rose to 52.6 in February, a high not seen since April 2012. So, what does that mean? And if you insist on investing in China, what opportunities should we be looking out for? Yeah, I mean, it's not something that we espouse. We don't like make. The latest market calls, or try to be tactical and cute about you know market timing.、Um, it's really you know trying to leverage the long-term market effects and time in the market rather than trying to time the market. But having said that,、um, I'm going to say that look, there are value in certain sectors. Okay, I think the preference for me personally would be to go for higher quality,、uh, maybe sustainable dividends or income within the China market. And the deeply distressed kind of value sectors are relatively better and attractive, but not deep value where there's no growth. Because the reason people invest in emerging markets in Asia and China is because there is growth, and there's relatively higher growth than developed markets. So you can't sacrifice growth. You still need to invest in companies that are higher quality, are still growing. Doesn't have to be hyper growth like you know the technology sector that we used to be used to. But if it's decent earnings growth. With good dividends and quality management, those are the areas that I would focus on. China's all-or-nothing stock market is losing momentum, though, after three months of what some are calling forced buying of a deeply oversold asset. Ooh. Invariably, China is still a socialistic or communist country, so the state-owned enterprise is, you know, may have a bounce,、uh, a quick bounce from depressed levels, but it's not a sustainable. High ROE business. If you look at the sustainable efficiency of, you know, return on assets, for example, state-owned enterprises in in general return about one percent, whereas the private sector generates on average seven percent. And the technology and you know the more higher growth areas will give you even higher returns. So I would try to prioritize private sector quality growth at good valuations. So that's where I would put it.、Uh, consumer. Generally, but consumer discretionary, and because of the rebound in consumer demand after COVID, because people haven't been spending for two years, so there's some revenge spending going on there. So consumer discretionary technology at the right time, with the removal of policy risk, and certain other consumer sectors could be the more attractive one. 
Beijing says it's going to revive the housing market, increase consumption and sell Chinese goods into a slowing global economy. And they say the outlook for attracting foreign investment is very complex and severe. Isn't it always? So maybe we still play defense and stay with defensive sectors? Defensive is probably not the right way to play a recovery generally, but I think defensive growth or quality growth would be the areas that I would focus on. And now that China's borders are open, some in the investing business are even physically heading into the country. How good or bad an idea is this? Probably a discussion for another time. We've been talking about how to invest in China, if you want to, with Samuel Rhee, Chairman and Chief Investment Officer of Endowers. Thank you so much, Howie. And that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks. I'm Howie Lim. Till next time. That was a podcast from the Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, or via the Google Voice Assistant Amazon-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.